I've also loved watching how much more, you know, she is shy. Uh, and I've loved watching how much more confident she's become. Um, overall, not, you know, in her looks and her social skills and everything. You know, obviously she's more introverted than me. So this has been much more of a challenge and a transformation. And it's uh, been really cool to watch that. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 207. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have another incredible interview for you. Surprise, surprise. Right. Totally <laughs> caught me off guard that we were doing an interview this week. Yeah, we might as well just like <laughs> surprise people sometimes. Yeah. We're anyway. going to mix it up next week and do another interview. <laughs> Today, we have an incredible conversation with Red and Jay. They have been together nine years, married five, and they've been exploring swinging mostly through non-monogamy the last a little over a year. They really started their journey around the beginning of COVID, and COVID is because of that kind of shaped a lot of their journey. Yeah, and they wanted us to, after they finished recording this, they wanted us to maybe include a little extra about sort of how much COVID has influenced that. And they, one of the things they were worried about is that they seemed not to be too concerned with COVID, but in it, it came through in their story in different ways. But one of the things they added that they didn't really talk about was that like, uh, for example, when they first started meeting couples, uh, they would each get tested or one of them would get tested a week before the date and then they would get tested a week after the date. And that was before vaccines. And since being vaccinated, they only meet other people who are vaccinated and they haven't gone to like big parties or anything. So COVID has really influenced how they've done this. And they talk a fair amount about that because as as you'll hear, uh, Red is in the medical field. And so it's it's just been very important for them. And so we want to add that little bit in there on behalf of them. Um, and also because being safe around COVID is super important for us. Totally. So hopefully you all enjoy this. It's a fantastic conversation and we're excited to share it with you. Before we jump into the interview, we do have a couple of quick announcements. First up, we just wanted to thank our entire Patreon community. The community is amazing and I don't know where we would be without all of you. So you've made a huge impact on us and we just can't thank you enough. Um, if you're looking for community, we highly recommend that you check out our Patreon group. I mean, we are a little biased, but it is amazing. Uh, if you want more information, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button. We have monthly Q&As, we have men's and groups, women's groups, and an ongoing MeWe chat as well. Um, all of the information, as I said, is on our website. And the upcoming dates for the November calls are listed on our website as well. Yeah, to find that, just head over to normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon tab. Yep. While you're there, you can also find out if you're looking for community and you don't want to get into the Patreon biz, <laughs> you can check out our virtual meet and greets. We have two of them in November. We're going to double it up through the winter and see how it goes. Yeah. We've got one on November 17th and another one on November 20th. So that is, I believe, a Wednesday and a Saturday. That's correct. So we're going to try to do the weekday weekend thing. Yes. Um, and those are from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't attended a virtual meet and greet before, we highly recommend you do. 
They are amazing. What we do is bring everyone into a Zoom room. We do some icebreakers, get to know each other a little bit, and then we break out into smaller breakout rooms for the remainder of the time. And we give you a talking point. You have like five to seven minutes to talk about that with a smaller group. Then you bring back to the main room, and then you go back out into the breakout rooms and rinse and repeat over and over again with different questions, different people, get to meet a lot of different people, have a lot of amazing and fun conversations. Wow. That was a lot. That was really fast. You yes. should read those disclaimers at the end of a car commercial on TV. <laughs> I wasn't even reading that. I was people, just talking. People are going to have, normally people speed their podcasts up. They're going to have to slow this one down. You're right. I was talking a little fast. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I will just echo what Emma said. These have been super fun. We're typically getting around 30 to 35 people, but they've been growing. And so we're really excited about that. And um, we're just, yeah, it's been a fun way for us to meet people and build community. Uh, speaking of that, we're also starting to do some in-person meet and greets again. We did three of them in the last month. Uh, we did Ann Arbor, Atlanta, and St. Petersburg. And coming up in the spring, uh, starting in February, we're going to be in New Orleans. Yep. Albuquerque. Yep. Phoenix. Yep. And Southern California. Yes. And then Northern California. Yes. And maybe Denver. Yeah. So, and maybe other places. We're still figuring it all out. We're still figuring it all out. But if you want to keep up to date on that, head over again to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the community events tab, and you'll be able to find how to sign up for the virtual meet and greets that we just talked about, as well as to sign up for the mailing list to be kept up to date on the in-person meet and greets, which will be, again, kicking off uh, the first week of February. Yes. We'll, we'll be in New Orleans. And just a quick note, too, on our mailing list, we promise not to spam you. It's, we only email out information about our upcoming events. So we highly encourage you to go sign up for that so you can be informed and attend all of the virtual and in-person meet and greets we have coming up. Yes. And one last final thing. If you are getting back out in the world and meeting people, whether it's at our meet and greets or just in person anywhere, we would love for you to join us in being awesome sexual health advocates by knowing your status, sharing your status, and talking about sexual health and safety with potential partners. The way that Emma and I do this is we use a service called stdcheck.com. It's awesome. We've been using it for years. We absolutely love it, and we can't recommend it enough. It is an affiliate partner of the show, so we get a little bit of a financial kickback if you use the links on our website, and you get to save $10 and be awesome like us. Yes. So it's a double bonus. You get to know your status, and you get to be awesome. Right. Like us. Yeah, you just got to be awesome like us. You get to be awesome like <laughs> us. It's an earned status. Okay, by using stdcheck.com. I see. So to find those links, head over to our website and click on the resources tab. You will find links to save $10 at STD Check, as well as other things that Emma and I recommend and use ourselves. Yes. And while you're on our website, go to the contact us button. Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. If you want to come on the show, have any feedback for us, have any questions for us, or just want to say, hi or tell us how awesome std check is for you yes because we know a lot of you are using it we would love testimonials about std check as well and i think with that we'll get into this awesome amazing fantastic interview superb yeah interview they're, they have they're enough of my uh they've listened to me talk really fast enough already i know and then they listen to me talk really slow so the contrast is difficult <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and they're like, God damn it. Do I speed up or do I slow down? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's go talk to Red and Jay, and we will see you all on the other side. Let's go. Well, welcome, Red and Jay, to the show. We're so excited to have you here, and thanks for thanks for agreeing to come on and, and share your story. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. for having us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're excited. Uh, we connected, actually, on Cassidy because 
I'm just going to do a quick plug, even though we don't really promote <laughs> Cassidy like we used to. You guys use the links to sign up and we try to reach out to everybody who signs up and then, you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so be careful if you use the links. You might wind up on the show. <laughs> just a fair warning to people. Yeah, um, so do you mind introducing yourselves for us and for everybody who's listening? Yeah, so I'm Jay. I'm in my early 30s. And I'm Red, also in my early 30s. Um, we live in the upper Midwest uh, in a suburb of a uh, large-ish city. So. <laughs> Um, we've been together for about nine years and married for five. And a uh, relationship dynamic. <laughs> uh, so we're, I guess we, we're, we call ourselves like social swingers. Uh, we do prefer like a friends with benefits type arrangement, more ongoing things. Uh, you know, at the beginning, we weren't quite sure what we wanted to do. But over time, not that we've been doing this very long, uh, but and I guess we'll get there, but uh, we, we've learned that's what we like. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You seem very nervous, which is okay, but I'm going to ask a pop question that doesn't get asked very often to break the nerves. When you, <laughs> when you, make, when you make grilled cheese sandwiches, how do you slice them? Ooh, diagonal. I don't slice them. She slices them. Yeah, I slice them diagonal for him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the correct answer. I was say that's the correct answer. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a right, there's a right and wrong answer. There, there is a right answer, and that is, the, and the reason it's the right answer is because it allows you to dunk the corners into your tomato soup more effectively. Right. Okay. So exactly. now, now that we have the important stuff out of the way, it's been a long time since you've asked that question. <laughs> well, I know. I just I was feeling like, well, I wanted to know for one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know if we're monsters, yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm going to kick you off the show. Right. So, all right. How, why are you on a podcast about non-monogamy? What, when did you start thinking about it, learning about it, exploring it? So that's a little bit of a long story and does require some background. So uh, we've always been, I guess, spicier than vanilla. Um, we, you know, we went to a nude beach during our honeymoon We've been to like burlesque shows. We went to a sex art event. Uh, we've always liked toys, although not as much as we do now. Uh, we, I've always been into like exhibitionism type stuff. Like I was kind of peer pressuring her to like <laughs> do naughty things on balconies of hotels and at the beach and in an one, elevator. Yeah, we got caught <laughs> in an elevator. <laughs> we will uh, revisit that in a minute. But yeah. just carry on. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's always been there. Um, yeah, over time, the peer pressure uh, made me like it a lot more. <laughs> and, so was, uh, it, was it not something you were that, like, keen on? I was just, I'm very shy. <laughs> very shy, so he kind of broke me out of my shell with that. Yeah, so, but but we but swinging was never really part of the conversation. It was more just, like, the exhibitionism and kind of stuff. I, I honestly had issues with jealousy early on in our relationship. Um, she had a couple of ex-boyfriends that were still sort of hanging around in her social life, which I guess made me insecure. Um, I'm not really quite sure when I got over that because I can't point to any specific conversation or anything, but over time I um, stopped being jealous, but it was definitely like a big thing uh, early on in our relationship. So it would have never gone there. It was just something that we did. 
And I was also jealous. He had a fuck buddy that was still very much in our group of friends. So that made me a little uneasy. <laughs> um, but again, we got over that. Was yeah. that while you were dating or like while you were together that con- yeah. that continued on? Yeah, well, not, not for very long, but... Not the fuck buddy part, just the jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it started. But the jealousy stayed for a little while longer. But not. It's been years since we've really yeah, had any issues with it. Beginning. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind because um, because jealousy is something that so many people struggle with, uh, us included sometimes. How did you guys move through that? I don't. I like I said. I, I have a hard time pointing to anything specific. I think we just grew more trusting and more, you know, we got to know yeah. each other and ourselves The more time better. we spent together, the more we experienced together. And mm-hmm. um, I think, I mean, definitely this too. Once we started like talking about this, um, we realized we that it became so comfortable with talking about everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, it's hard because I, I wish I had like a, really good moment to point at but i I don't know that that is how it it was um so that's that's okay i think there is something to the fact that sometimes it just takes time and Mm -hmm. like to grow trust in that relationship and security in that relationship yeah and we started dating like in our early mid-20s too and there's i guess probably some degree of immaturity that comes with that as well Uh, i don't want to say that everybody at that age is is immature but i think we probably at least i was so yeah. yeah yeah so um, you so you were coercing brad onto balconies and in elevators <laughs> and I mean, secretly strong, i wanted it <laughs> right, right, right. strongly encouraged yeah, yes <laughs> yes yeah coerce is a strong word but yeah but i guess to back, go back to the actual like origin story i guess is uh, the first time this topic ever came up um we were in france in paris uh about four years ago and I, before we went on the trip, I had researched like, you know, sexy date ideas. I mean, it's Paris. So of course, um, you know, things like burlesque obviously came up, um, sex museums. And then I also read on a couple of articles that like, there's literally dozens of, uh, lifestyle clubs in, in Paris. And I didn't give it much thought because that was like clearly not for us, you know, or so I thought at the time. Um, but then one night we were walking around, I think we had gone to a bar and for dinner and stuff like that. And we walked by one of the more famous clubs that was mentioned in one of the articles and me being the smart person I am, I didn't even think about how to frame this. I was like, Hey, do you want to go in and check it out? Um, <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait, wait. How did it go? Cause that's, that's, that's a little vague. <laughs> Yeah, he just very much caught me off guard because we had never talked about that. Um, so, yeah, he didn't really think it through. And just I was a little nervous, like, oh, he's telling me he wants to go and fuck other people. Had you, yeah, had like, you, casually, yeah, just we're walking, walking look, down let's go in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a 7 Eleven. You want a Slurpee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a little blindsided and confused. So we did not go. Yeah, no, I, I dropped we it. And <laughs> in my defense, I did drop it quickly. Um, I, you know, we, yeah, we talked and I, it didn't mean to like scare her. And I actually didn't even mean to. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean to do that. But obviously that's how it came out. I, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready actually to, to, you know, share necessarily. 
Um, it was more like the exhibitionism, voyeurism uh, part of it that I was excited about. But I didn't explain that when I said it, you know, because I did say it very casually. Um, I think if I had framed it differently, she might have reacted also differently to that idea. Yeah, I probably would have agreed to go in, but um, it just was alarming the way it happened. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So where did, I say, where did the conversation go from there? Um, I, I dropped it and it was really like not something that didn't come up at all for like the next two years, I guess. Um, we were in Miami um, and we were with a big group of friends and somebody, we had been drinking and somebody mentioned, let's go to a strip club. And I look over at Red and she's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, what? Uh, so. Yeah. Had a lot of drinks that night. Felt like it was a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> uh, so, so we did um, and she was having fun uh, especially specifically with like one dancer. Um, and before the, her, before this, I had seen her kiss a few girls, like in our group of friends and stuff like that, but it was very much like a playful thing. Um, that was like the first time all I, of our friend, girlfriends kiss each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is fun to watch. Um, <laughs> but it was the first time I saw her like, really like, I thought, Oh man, she's like turned on by a woman. Um, we were walking around after we left the stage and what'd you ask me? <laughs> Asked him to feel my panties. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they were soaking wet. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, we went back to our hotel, had like awesome sex. And then after that, we really started talking a little bit more about like, if that meant anything or, you know, it, it, are you actually interested in women? We started watching some more porn that involved like girl, girl action. Uh, yeah. So at that point, I just thought it was like hot. I was like, I don't know, you know, if I'm really into doing this or if this is a fantasy, but we talked a lot about it. Yeah. So it was hot to talk about it, but never really didn't do anything with that. Um, and then a few weeks before, I guess the pandemic shut everything down in the U.S., we went on a trip to Central America with a couple of friends and we had a private pool. And, and no one wore a bathing suit in that. <laughs> yeah so like not once uh was a bathing suit worn so we skinny dip we had actually skinny dip with them before in mexico but it was at night and it was really brief so this was very different this was like anytime we were at the at the airbnb and we were at the pool like we were naked um and so we started i mean we weren't necessarily interested in like doing anything with them we don't even know what that meant but we obviously that also fueled some of the conversations and stuff so how did that conversation come up between you and these friends? Because I think that's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic, right? Like you all get this place together and then nobody ever wears a swimsuit. Like how does that it was happen? Us and another couple, like our best right? friends. Yeah. And we had like late at night skinny dipped in Mexico with them. But, you know, it was just very different. We have a pretty sex positive group of vanilla friends. Um, I would say like sex has always very much been like, part of the conversation and like i said all, all the girls kiss and there's a lot of butt grabbing and just i don't know um so it wasn't that weird i guess it was just kind of like i don't even remember like i think we were just there i think the other girls said like nobody drinks and we were like well we should just skinny dip right yeah i think it was suggested um, by the lady and the other couple yeah but nobody was like nobody thought it was weird so yeah and just it just it happened, and then we were like, well, we're not, we're just going to do this all the time, right? Fair and enough. And we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fair, fair so, enough. Yeah. So then what happened? And then COVID happened. 
So, so at this point with those friends, that was purely skinny dipping. There was no talk of, Hey, remember that time we went, almost went into that sex club in Paris? <laughs> no, just skinny dipping. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing further came up at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, and then COVID. Right. Right. So what happens next? Yeah. That was just COVID. Right. Well, (laughs) I feel like that changed everything. Um, it was just a very stressful time. I work in healthcare, was working with COVID patients. I feel like the world, you know, was just tipped upside down. Um, yeah, it was a it was a rough time for her, and at the same time, my work went remote, so I was just chilling at home with the dog all day. I had a lot of time in my hands, uh, so I started. I got really into Reddit during that time, and I was on some sex forum. It wasn't specifically about swinging, just like I don't know, sex conversation stuff like that. And somebody mentioned uh, the that couple next door podcast, and I started listening, and I thought it was like hilarious and you know fun and stuff like that and um a couple next door led me to swinger diaries um only listened to a few of their first episodes but it was like really informative as far as like what is swinging like just like the nuts and bolts of it and just sounded a little bit more like something that we could get our you know that i could wrap my head around as opposed to like you know 70s like you know key party cliche type stuff um but so I wanted to sh- show her this, but as I tend to do, I didn't think through how to approach the subject. Yes. So instead of playing those episodes that he said were nice and informative and like ease you into what swinging is, he pay- played um, Kay's 40th birthday orgy. Because uh, <laughs> I thought yeah. it was really funny. So for anyone who's not familiar with that couple next door, their podcast Let's say slightly more explicit than our podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, it's awesome. They're, it's, they're wonderful people, but yes. it's definitely more explicit. And so right. the episode with her 40th birthday, uh, yeah, that's a quite that's quite the, that was the one to jump into. Right. Yeah. Looking back, great episode. At that point, I was like, "What is going on here? Oh my god!" Well, yeah, because you're 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 sitting there imagining uh, Jay's trying to tell me this is what he wants to do, like now. Right. Right. Not like, hey, let's let's ease into this because he's been listening and reading and doing all this research. And- yeah, and I'm like, oh, we still haven't talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sitting at home re- reading Reddit and listening to podcasts while she's innovating COVID patients, and so uh, just very different mindsets. And yeah, I didn't think that through. Yeah, I uh, I, can, I can understand both perspectives. Here. <laughs> yes, totally. Like, I understand Jay being like super excited, ready to rock and roll. Red being like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then because of my job and we were just, you know, we care a lot about people and we were really isolating from everyone. So we didn't have a lot to do and we would just go on these long walks. And um, we talked a lot and actually from, I can't remember if it was either Swinger Diaries or a couple next door, but one of them mentioned we got a thing. And we started listening to that together from the beginning. And like, I mean, how many episodes did we listen to oh, while we were just going to So walk? many episodes. Um, and then it just got us talking about it and um, just became more like accessible thinking. Um, we, you know, we have a solid relationship. We, maybe this is something we could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so couple next door was really kind of like the turning point, especially I guess for her, you know, cause it was, you know, um, it just sounded a little bit more like our relationship and 
it was more accessible and more educational, I guess. Mm-hmm. But for a while, it was just talk, though. Um, yeah. We talked a lot about it. We listened to a lot of podcasts. Um, a lot talked of, of yeah, fantasizing. Fantasizing, yeah. Just spicing up our own sex life. But, but never like, oh, let's go do this. And yeah. especially not like when we were like truly shut down and isolated. Like she would come home and, you know... <laughs> take her shoes and all her clothes off and like we'd sanitize everything and so and you know like we weren't weren't seeing anybody so it wasn't even really part of the conversation but then uh you know they talk about going to desire a lot and i was like i you know like we've been to a nude beach like this sounds maybe i could do this maybe not play with anyone or whatever but just like watch be watched that kind of thing sounded fun and that was shocking to me (laughs) Uh, I could not believe that she was like, yeah, you know, I could go to the sire. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So we thought that was kind of like how we would start things. Yeah. Like as soon we're like, yeah, you know, like how difficult is it for a bunch of people to like stay home, wear masks and like just not give COVID to each other for a couple of months. <laughs> very difficult. <Yeah. laughs> very Turns difficult. out that's a bit of a challenge. Yes. <laughs> Lasted a little longer than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Still, still here. Um, <laughs> So, you know, months, like literally months went by and we kept listening. I mean, we listened to dozens of like podcasts and then she started listening actually to a couple next door and she found it funny like I did, but you know, obviously with more background, uh, made more sense. Uh, and after a while, like late summer, I think maybe early fall, we started, decided to, of 2020, we decided to start like, we're like, oh, let's get on a swinger app and like start window shopping just to see like what type of people even do that around us. Uh, yeah, we started with three fun where you get to like swipe because mm-hmm. um, that was not something we had done before, like the swiping aspect. So it was kind of fun to do. Yeah. Tinder was newer. Couple. Tinder was newer when we started dating. Um, so neither of us had ever done Tinder. So it was really fun to do that together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, I feel like there's a lot of just, I don't know people that were not serious on that app, but we did find a couple that we clicked with pretty quickly. Yeah. So we, I think we kind of got lucky because mostly three fun is not like a great way to meet people in our experience, but we did find a couple that we connected with. Yeah. And I think too, like that's, that's still a big step to go from chatting about it to like actually talking to people. And it's not like, because you talk to somebody, you have to go through with it. Like that's not a thing. Uh, I think sometimes it's easy to fall into that mindset, but yeah. it's not the way it is. But it's still a big step. Like how – yeah, I mean, what was the approach at that point? Because the last time you kind of talked or thought about it, it was it was sort of like Red being interested in women at the strip club. Was it still that sort of mindset? No, I think we started with like the couples thing. I think – Yeah. Well, I was actually okay with MFM uh, type situations – she was not as okay with like. I was still unsure how about how if I was going to be jealous or just if I would even be able to do it. I, don't, I was I was very interested. I was turned on by it, but I was still just a little unsure. Um, yeah, but they were both the people that we connected with. They were both new, like us. Yeah, they were attractive. Um, it was just very easy to talk to them. Yeah, they didn't live like right where we live, but only a couple hours away, and so. I don't know. We, it just started becoming a little bit more real when we talked to them. Like, oh, we actually met somebody or started talking to somebody that that we're interested in. Mm-hmm. When you when you started talking, did the did the feelings of like jealousy or excitement like what what's what did it actually start to like? I guess feel like when it was actually happening. Right. 
so I, I didn't feel jealous or anything. I was just excited. And so when we were actually talking to them and starting to like plan to meet, um, it was early fall of 2020 when COVID cases were down in our area. Yeah. In our area, we, um, got together with our vanilla friends for the first time, you know, like since everything had started, um, for like a football tailgate thing in their backyard, there was a lot of tequila, a lot of tequila, a lot of tequila. <laughs> and then we accidentally became swingers that night with our vanilla friends. But wait, 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 well, <laughs> the, 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 the Central America friends. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the skinny dip friends. The skinny yes. dip friends. Right. These are not the couple that you met nope. on the app. But we were a little turned on from talking to this we, couple. We were literally like hiding our phones, chatting with them and like whispering to each other or texting each other while we were hanging out with our vanilla friends. So, yeah. Okay. So now, now we have to talk about how this happens because they're kind of blindsided, right? Like you two have now they're, they're basically the red from uh, a couple of months before where, you know, so I did know because again, our friends group is very open and we talk about a lot of things. I did actually know from this girlfriend, um, a couple of us girls had gotten together before that. And somehow it came up about both of our husbands being very interested in threesomes. And like specifically that we were okay with MFM threesomes. Yes. So, which, you know. So I did know that they were at least, that they had at least talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just want to interject. Very progressive. I know a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people come at this like, well, I need two ladies. And like, I want to say progressive on the like, (laughs) leading with the MFM. Right. Well done. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We were talking mostly to couples because single men are mostly, not all of them, but mostly very difficult to talk to. Just um, I, I got a lot of dick pics uh, <laughs> uh, when we were looking at that. So then we, you know, and we first connected with a couple really, but uh, so we were at our friend's house. We were talking to this couple that won three fun and everybody else had left and we were left just with our, like our best friends, the ones that we went to Central America with. Um, and somehow, I don't know how it happened, but somehow the other guy was carrying red and she was kind of straddling him, which actually was not as weird as it sounds because again, our, our group of friends is very touchy feely and flirty and stuff like that. So, and we were drunk. And so we, we were, I didn't think that was weird, but actually the other girl, um, his wife and I were sitting on the other end of the couch and we were like, okay, this is kind of hot, right? Like, so we started actually egging red and the other guy on to like, we're like, you guys should make out. Uh, yeah, so we did a little bit of giggling, and then we made out. <laughs> and so then me and the other girls started making out. And, and the clothes just started coming off. And so we ended up ju- just soft swapping with them, um, which is actually really fun. Uh, it, was, it was a mistake because they were, like, our good friends. We wouldn't want to do that again with, like, close friends um, now that we know better. Uh, but was, was there really was there fallout from that? Because I think that's something that that comes up, right? Like people are like, "Don't do it with your friends," because you never know what's going to happen. How like how has it been since then? Everything has been fine. We definitely like that night. We're like, "Oh no, what did we do?" But everything has been totally fine. We still hang out. Like nothing happened. I mean, we still are like very open group of friends like even after that we actually when covid cases went back up in our area we actually were having like regular like zoom dates with them like you know not 
like swinger nah. these days. But just like hang, like you know. So yeah, nothing, nothing really happened. We we're kind of pretending like it never happened. I mean, we did talk about it. Like we had texted about it. Like you okay? You okay? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then it. Yeah, we don't know if they've explored it any further. We don't really necessarily want to ask. Uh, they haven't asked us. Um, but yeah, we were lucky that our friendship has been fine. But yeah. you haven't you haven't shared like that you're going on a podcast about no. non-monogamy <laughs> or anything like that. No, no, no. If, if they asked, we would tell them. But yes, but they would have to ask us directly. Yeah. They'd have to have the balls to ask, and for us to have the balls to tell them. Uh, <laughs> but we would. Um, but yeah, and it was funny because you know I by that point I knew I wasn't jealous. I knew I knew. Well, I. I thought I, I wouldn't be jealous and I wasn't. I actually very much enjoyed um, what happened and watching her. Uh, but I think she may have been a little bit surprised by even her own reaction yeah. to it. Like I was not jealous at all. Like I just had fun. I enjoyed watching him. Um, yeah. So we definitely, definitely, yeah, it made me feel like, yeah, we could do this. Yeah. So we experienced the, you know, compersion that word everybody loves yeah. uh, in the lifestyle. So we definitely, um, which was great. Cause then that gave us the, the necessary, uh, kind of courage to actually make plans to meet with that other couple uh, that we had been talking to in three fun. Um, we did meet them a couple of times, had, you know, great experiences with them. Um, so then we're like, yeah, okay. Like, like, let's do this. This is something we're going to do. Initially we were, we kept trying to meet people on three fun and on Reddit. Uh, but we quickly realized that because they're free, there's, and, and there's no barrier of entry. Um, it's really mostly single guys or single guys pretending to be girls or couples or couples who like maybe like we were before, like who think it's hot to talk about but aren't actually serious about ever meeting. Yeah. We had a funny story from the beginning when um, we just had started looking and Jay got excited. Like, look at this single woman contacted us. She's so hot and she's interested in us and especially you. And then he showed me the conversation. I was like, honey, this is a man. <laughs> like, this is not a single woman. <laughs> so, of course, I reread the conversation, like, after she dumped this uh, cold bucket of water on me. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's definitely a date. <laughs> it's, it's sobering to read it in a different voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, there's also like guys in relationships who clearly haven't told their wives like, Oh, I want to surprise her with this and stuff like that. It's like, no, nah, not, not really what we are, are trying to do. Uh, they clearly haven't told their wives or girlfriends about what yeah, you got to do that in Paris. If you're going to do it at the yeah. sex right. club, you, right. that's yeah, right. when you surprise them. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Please make sure you're somewhere beautiful. Just see how it goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, there, but but the one positive thing that did come out of talking to people on three fun Reddit, I can't actually remember who it was, but somebody told us that SLS was the most active, like you know, lifestyle website in our area. So we joined it. Um, of course, the website is horrible and the app is worse. But we did start. I mean, we did start meeting people, and so that's I guess fast forward ten months now, and uh, here we are on on a swinger podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, how did, like, so did, I don't think you actually said this. Did you actually meet up with that couple on three fun? We did. Did you say that? Okay. Yeah. So then yeah. after that, how did it go on SLS and how has like the last 10 months gone in general with meeting people? So at first, you know, when you're new on SLS and especially in an area that I would say there's not as many 
I guess it's not as active as, as you know, some of the more coastal areas of the U.S. Um, we started getting a lot of messages like quickly and we're like, oh, my God, we're so popular. But then at the same time, we start like, you know, I started maybe feeling a little bit of this pressure of like, okay, if we don't meet them now, we're never going to meet them. So like that the first month we were in SLS, we met as many people as we did on the next like four or five months. Um, and I think it was a little yeah, much. I also had to kind of slow him down. I'm a little more introverted. I'm like, you know, this is a lot <laughs> for me. Not the swinging part. No, I think the social. Just, yeah. But, you know, trying to get to know new people all the time and um, which is fun, but between work and then doing that, it just got to be a lot to yeah, so meet that many people. So we started talking about pausing and then at the same time, COVID cases were going way up in our area, like around the holidays, like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So we, we took a break. I mean, like we were still chatting with people and especially if we had already started the conversations, but we weren't trying to meet anybody new and we didn't meet anybody new for, um, you know, up on, really until she got vaccinated, which because she's in healthcare, she did get vaccinated very, er, very, very early. Like, the first week it was available for anybody. So, uh, and then after that I was working from home. So we started sort of meeting more people that were also in kind of like lower risk profiles, kind of similar to ours, either vaccinated or like they both work from home or stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing a little bit of the detail on that because I know like there's a lot of stigma in the swinging community around getting back out there with COVID. And like, it's, it's interesting to hear, how you approached it and, you know, with some like trepidation, right? Like tiptoeing in and out, kind of watching the levels, waiting for the vaccine. Like, so I appreciate that. That insight is, I think it's super valuable for, for people. And, and, and same red as well, like on the navigating, this as an introvert, like that, especially it's, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, Jay, you're a bit of an extrovert. Um, (laughs) And so having that, having that mismatched, like, shy introvert, outgoing extrovert, like that dynamic is not uncommon, Mm-mm. I don't think. And so how how do you two navigate that on, I guess, like on dates or just in texting? Like, how does that go for you two? So I, I get, well, first of all, I, I am an extrovert very much. And I have been like alone, like just me, my thoughts, my Reddit and my dog for like months now. So I definitely get energy from like meeting new people and like being in social situations. Whereas for her, it like drains her. And then at uh, the same time, I was like, I just want to be home alone <laughs> and I can't be. So I'm drained. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we've gone into a better rhythm and also we've learned more like what we like, like we don't feel that like, Oh my God, we have to meet all these people or we'll never meet them. Like we're a lot more picky about now, I'm not talking necessarily just about looks, although obviously that matters, but like, um, more about like the type of people that we want to meet make sure we have more in common, make sure, you know, really, okay, could we actually be friends with benefits with these people? Like, do we actually enjoy similar activities and, you know, can we have easy conversations with them? And, stuff and then like that's that. a lot easier on me too. Like just having more in common with people and um, being easier to relate to them and feel more comfortable. But, and then once she gets comfortable with people though, she definitely like opens up like on text and stuff like that. She's once we actually start talking to a couple or, um, you know, anything like that. She's just, I would say she's just as active as I am. Yeah. Once we get a little bit more comfortable and until I'm comfortable, he helps me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so how, like where, where do you both consider yourselves now in your relationship and ex- explorations of, of non-monogamy? Well, I mean, I guess 
that whole friends with benefits dynamic, I, we have lately. And, and in our area, I guess like, it was, it was hard to meet people that like, you know, within, you know, kind of mid twenties to like late forties kind of is like our age range. Although really in practice been more like mid twenties to early forties, um, who are also looking for a friends with benefit dynamic and who we click with, not just on a physical level, but, you know, really have a lot in common and can have great conversations. Um, but lately we've had better luck, I think. Um, maybe now that a lot of the vaccinated people are coming out to play, um, we have had better luck just like really connecting and are finally starting to form a little bit of uh, a community and like introduce friends to friends and, and stuff like that. And so it's been, yeah, we like the friends aspect of it. I mean, we prefer to be same room swap. Um, I enjoy playing with girls, but not, I mean, not a requirement. Requirement, Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are, I guess you, I mean, to answer the question, we did say we had only soft swap with our vanilla friends. We, we do full swap. Um, it's not necessary. Like we enjoy soft swap. We enjoy, we've even done just like same room. Uh, parallel, parallel play. play and stuff like that. We're pretty much open-minded to all of it. So Yeah. And as you've gone through the last 10 months, like there was no jealousy the night of the, the vanilla friend, uh, adventure, adventure. That's better than <laughs> yeah. I was going to say incident. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a much more positive, much more positive okay. spin on it. That's a much, <laughs> we'll go with yours. The vanilla friend adventure, the experience, as you've gone through the last 10 months of this, have you come up against that or have you come up against other like things that you weren't expecting that have maybe been challenges for you? Um, we really, I don't think we've had too much jealousy or like bad fights or anything. Um, we've had some situations that were maybe like awkward or a little uncomfortable. Um, more, more communication. I think we, you know, we've had a couple situations where like, especially I actually have been the one that's like kind of not feeling it as much. Um, and we do have a code word that means like, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, but, um, I've been, I have never used it and I've been hesitant to use it because I don't want her to think that like something truly bad is happening as opposed to me just being like not feeling it or, um, whatever. Um, but so yeah, we've just been working on our communication. I feel like in those situations, cause it's difficult if he's not exactly telling me what he's feeling. And, um, you know, if he's not direct, it's hard for me to kind of handle that miscommunication sometimes, but, um, we've gotten better at being open, communicating with each other, I think, and the couples that we're with about, you know, what we like, what we want. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think lately our, our biggest challenge lately actually has been trying to find time. Um, because she's in healthcare, she does work a lot of weekends, actually. And then, you know, now, like, we've been seeing family more. And then our, our, most of our vanilla friends, I wish I could say all, but most are vaccinated. And we are starting to see them more as well. And so we just have more going on. Uh, and so it's at the same time that we're meeting more people that we actually want to, like, you know, have this, like, friends with benefits type dynamic. We have less time. To, to meet them. So I think that's been like, our, lately that's been our challenge. Whereas at first it was like too much, too fast. Now it's kind of like, Hey, how about, you know, people ask us like when we can meet and it's like, how about three months from now? And you know, people think we don't want to meet them or people, you know, think we're just putting them out where we're like really not. 
Um, so I hope they all hear this, <laughs> but no, we're really not. Uh, we just don't have as much time as we wish we did for all of the above vanilla and, uh, lifestyle. Uh, yeah. There's something that we've heard from other people too, is that once you start opening a relationship and meeting these new people, and especially if you're not necessarily out to some of your other friends, some sometimes your other friends can be like, what's going on with you two? Because you haven't <laughs> been around like you normally have. And what, like, so I guess that leads me to the, que- the question is, have you told anybody in your, in your friend group? We have not. No. No. Um, obviously we did hook up with those friends and if not, not just them, but if any of our like close vanilla friends asked us, we, we yeah, t- we would tell them, um, if they asked us, if they asked us directly. Yeah. Now if our families asked us, we would deny, deny, deny. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I guess it just hasn't come up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Just curious. Yeah, I think it's kind of a big leap, right? To be like, well, we haven't seen you guys much. You must be swinging now. Right. Like it's, a, it's a pretty big no. leap. Although we've, that's we've where I would a, go. Yeah. We've had a friend make a couple of jokes about it. We got a, a hot tub during this whole time. Um, and then he said, like, what, are you guys swingers? And we're like, oh. And then recently I, we, we said, so we actually, we, we booked a trip to both Desire Resorts um, this fall. Um, and we mentioned that we were going to Mexico. And we lied about a hotel we were going to. Uh, we just said a name. And he's like, is that like hedonism? And we're like, oh, <laughs> what do you know? But, so I don't think he actually knows anything, but he's made a couple of jokes that, that we, we've both been like, what? <laughs> like, look, too close for comfort, maybe? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I bet it would kind of blow his mind, though, if you just said, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's not close enough for us to tell him. No, <laughs> no, he's not somebody we'd want to tell. He's yeah, bit of a loud mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a nice guy, but you know, just um, yeah. But I guess we do have. I guess there is one person in our vanilla life that knows about this, and this is a funny story. But um, I I rarely open three fun anymore because we mostly haven't found much success after the first couple, but. Um, a few months ago, I opened the app and I saw, you know, just started swiping or whatever. And there was a, a single woman and her profile just had the only picture that was open was just like her eyes and she had pretty eyes. And I'm like, yeah, let's match just to see, you know, what she looks like. And I messaged her and I said, Hey, thanks for matching with us. Um, I've opened, I opened up our private picture so she could see what we look like. Uh, and she responded, Hey, thanks for matching and messaging. I just want to let you know that I know Red personally. Um, so my heart sank. I panicked and immediately rushed to tell her and show her. Yeah, and I immediately knew who it was. <laughs> Even though we only had the eyes. Yeah, um, somebody I used to work with. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, and she's very cute. And- fun but i was like oh my gosh you need to tell her that you're the one that matched with her because i want her thinking like hey i'm trying to get her in bed yeah so i did and you know i apologized profusely and i told her it was me and we we both me and her that the other girl kind of agreed yay we're all adults we're on this app for the same reason you know it's let's just take this to our graves type of thing um and i just basically ended the conversation. I told her like, almost like have a great life type thing. And then 
which she was satisfied with. Um, but then about 20 minutes later, I get a notification and it's her, this, uh, single woman, uh, and she goes, well, but if you guys are interested, I'd still like to meet you, meet with you. Uh, yeah. So we talked about it and decided that we could meet her and just, you know, no expectations, just, you know, meet up. And then we've had some good experiences with her. <laughs> the, mythic, yeah, the mythical unicorn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's you've just still seen her eyes, right? Nothing else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only her eyes. Yeah, That's she, all. She wears, yeah, she wears a parka every time. Yeah. yeah, just wanted to make sure we were on the same page there. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you only meet in Antarctica for the yes. parka. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And no. No, don't go there. Don't go there. Anyway. You ruined my joke. <laughs> Did I? Sorry. It was a great joke. Well, I didn't know you were going to tell it. It wasn't. Um, good. So I'm glad I ruined it. Yeah. Anyway, I was curious, you know, well, thanks for sharing that story. That's that's amazing. Um, and I'm glad it's worked out as, on the positive side of things. Um how have you two seen yourselves and each other grow over the last uh, 10 months to a year down this, as you've gone down this journey? Um, I guess I feel like it's cliche. Like everyone says, like, you know, our communication has improved so much and, you know, we've never been closer, but it's very true. Um, where, uh, yeah, I just feel like we've grown with our communication yeah. so much and, being able to trust each other with everything. Um, yeah. Even when we do like have disagreements or fights, even not about swinging or anything, we just a lot better at talking to each other. Like, I mean, if we talk about having sex with other people, then, you know, it doesn't get much more difficult than that to talk about. So um, I've also loved watching how much more, you know, she is shy uh, and I've loved watching how much more confident she's become um, overall, not, you know, and her looks and her social skills and everything. Um, she's, you know, obviously she's more introverted than me. So this has been much more of a challenge and a transformation. And it's uh, been really cool to watch that. Yeah. And also we, we like rarely talk about boring stuff anymore, right? Like we always have something fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something we, we learned a long time ago is like, I don't know, for me, small talk has always been difficult. And so it's even harder now for me, like when yeah. I meet <laughs> your average Joe on the street. Like, I just, I don't know. The weather's not that interesting to me. So like, I, I struggle with that. And yeah, between the two of us, we always have something interesting or a, a funny moment that like something will happen. We'll be like, Oh, do you remember when this happened? And then we, we reminisce about it. That just happened this morning. I, it did. <laughs> um, so maybe that's a, a good lead into bloopers because you talked about an elevator incident i was gonna bring up the elevator incident too <laughs> so yeah. yeah go you can go ahead it's not a lifestyle incident no though, yeah it's... this was way before any conversations of that we were in cancun and not at desire no not at desire <laughs> a regular vanilla hotel um and we had just like gone out um I think that was the night we went to a cow themed bar. It was very fun. They had very large drinks. Um, so we started getting a little frisky in the club and it was like 3 a.m. Yeah. And we went really back late. to the hotel and then we just started having sex in the elevator. And I think she, I don't remember this, but she claims I pressed the wrong, both of them. pushed a few buttons. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, 
but we stopped at a floor and there was just this lady standing there and she's looking at us and she just walks into the elevator and I'm inside her. So I can't go, you know, I can't pull away. So I'm still standing there because if I pull away, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, she's going to see everything. So I'm still inside red while this lady is just riding the elevator to her destination. <laughs> and she, she seemed like, but not, she did. She stayed on the elevator. She didn't seem concerned at all. <laughs> and then when she got to her floor, did she just get off and walk away? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like nothing happened. <laughs> that's three. That's 3 a.m. in Cancun. Yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say she's, that's probably wasn't the first time she saw that happen that week. So. Right. Exactly. Oh man. That's amazing. Well, I mean, are there any lifestyle bloopers that you do want to share? Because I mean, the floor is all yours. Yeah. we. Are, you guys are actually one of our bloopers. Um, or an almost blooper. Yeah. Uh-oh. It might've been a blooper. <laughs> we, um, so we went on a road trip with four vanilla friends and I, I should clarify that two of them were the couple that we soft swept with. Uh, but still vanilla friends. Um, and we rented this like very fancy, like luxury SUV so that the six of us could fit. And throughout the whole trip, my music was playing on shuffle and I have so much music. I've never listened to the end of one of my playlists, uh, or let alone like all my music on shuffle, but the music stopped and I looked at the screen and it's a gigantic screen. <laughs> um, and I guess it's decided to find the new audio source on my phone and it switched to podcast and in big, bold letters, it says normalizing non-monogamy. <laughs> and lo- luckily I have cat-like reflexes and I like just press the FM button real quick before your circus music could start playing and people would ask us <laughs> what that was. Um, we have, n- I have no idea. She didn't even realize, right? No, I was in the very back. I was probably sleeping. I did not know. So we drove for like two more hours. And then when we went out, I'm like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> and I told her what had happened. And I don't know if anybody saw. We think that because of like the way our Vanilla Friends group is, like if somebody would have seen it, they would have been like, what was that? Uh, right. So we think nobody saw it. At least nobody has brought it up. And it's been several months since that. Uh, but yeah, you guys were an almost blooper of ours. <laughs> well, lo- you're welcome. I know. I, <laughs> I love that you're like, before the circus music started playing, <laughs> I was like, yes, because definitely be questions about that like what is this well and then she's like well at least it wasn't the couple next door where immediately k starts going we're talking about sex really hot sex (laughs) (laughs) so 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 circus music would have been better than that (laughs) (laughs) i love it all right so now i want to come clean about a couple of things on our end for listeners who don't know this so there's actually a lot of strategy that goes into the beginning of our show and our music and so First of all, we never play like the little clip at the beginning usually never has explicit language or really talks about sex. So there's that in case it starts playing with your kids in the car. Uh-huh. The circus music a similar. Yes. Um, and so we can't really help you if it's friends who can read. <laughs> We're really more looking out for the kids in the car. Yeah. Um, but we also have gotten a ton of people messaging us because there's quite a few YouTube videos like kids like Thomas the Tank Engine videos, different videos for like kids that, that use, use our, our music. music. And like every time it comes on their kid's iPad, the parents like freak out and have a heart attack <laughs> until they realize it's not our podcast and then, they, <laughs> then they're okay. Yeah. So oh, it fun. serves a dual purpose of giving heart attacks and peace of mind all at the same time. Yeah. Great. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we do have one sorry. other. Yeah, no, it's great. It's uh, <laughs> I am glad that there's a lot of thought going into that. It, I I panicked, but I reacted quickly, and and yeah, it was crisis averted. Um, <laughs> Perfect. But um, yeah, we do have one other. I don't know if I would call it a blooper, but it's just a funny situation. Um, we recently, like very recently, went to our first like lifestyle meet and greet. This is the first time we were in the same room as more than two other swingers. Um, it was going to be six couples. Uh, one couple that we had met and played with invited us. Yeah, so we thought they were the only ones we were going to know. We were, especially me, was kind of nervous, right? Kind of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit nervous um, <laughs> being in a bigger situation like that. Yeah, so so we get to this place and it's a no place allowed because they rented like a a vanilla place um, for this like small kind of lifestyle gathering. Um, and we get there and there's three other couples, a couple of invited us and two others. And we didn't know them. We were just introducing ourselves. And then a few minutes later walks in a couple that we had actually talked with and they had actually ghosted us like months ago. Uh, so we're like, and initially she, I don't think she exactly knew. I thought they looked familiar a little bit, but couldn't really place them. So I whispered to her who they are and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and so that was one couple. And then there was another couple that was running late. They walk in and it's a couple that we had actually met and played with before. Uh, and it had gone really well, but we just kind of lost touch. Like we could never find another time to meet. And eventually we both stopped messaging each other. Um, so, you know, it's funny. We thought we were going to know nobody and we ended up knowing most of the people that were going to be there. Yeah. So which, like, this is a small community in this area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Within a certain age and, you know, stuff like that. And Which was uh, nice because it made me feel more comfortable. And we did reconnect with yeah. that one couple too. Uh, and so we've now hung out with them again and stuff like that. Just, uh, but it was just very funny. We thought we're going to know nobody. And it's like, we know six out of the 10 other people here. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Small, small communities will do that. <laughs> it's a good thing. It was like, wasn't a couple that you're like, this didn't go well. And we don't like, none of us want to see each other. Well, other than being ghosted. Well, yeah, yeah but, but that's more awkward for them than you. So you're well, fine. They didn't completely remember it. She, oh, she nice. did. She, she had no idea who, who we were. Um, and actually she was one of those like absent people where like, if they hadn't had a certification on SLS, I would have thought it was a single guy. Um, mm -hmm. so like she was never around. They were very nice people actually in person. So we don't know exactly what happened. Um, you know, they were very nice in person. Like I said, we, um, but yeah, they, they definitely ghosted us like months ago. So we were, he sort of vague, like he remembered talking to us. He didn't remember ghosting us or at least he pretended not to, uh, we didn't call them out or anything, but you know, he, uh, but she had no idea who we were, which is just kind of funny and weird. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Never a dull moment. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for sharing all of those stories. They're super fun. Yeah. I think, you know, before we let you go, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to make sure to share? We know you got notes, but we didn't, we didn't want to tell everybody you had notes, but you, you notes. just did. I know. <laughs> well, they heard them earlier. Now everybody knows what the wrestling paper was. So is there anything that you didn't, that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about and sorry for outing you on your notes? Not really. It's <laughs> fine. Um... <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Do you guys have any more questions for us? Um, actually, one more. Where do you two see this whole adventure and non-monogamy going for you two in the future? I think our ideal is that we find a few couples. Like, like three or four in our local area. Because 
we have found actually two couples that we would consider like really good, like friends with benefits, but they both live three hours away and in opposite directions from us, which again, just tells you like how small this area can be. Um, and only lately we've been connecting more. So we would like to meet a few, like not even a handful maybe, but of couples in this area that we can have more like recurring ongoing things that we can hang out. Even if there's no play involved, like just kind of have them be more like normal friends that, you know, sometimes we happen to, (laughs) you know, take our pants off with. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything you have for uh, coming on the show and yeah, just thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, have a wonderful evening. We're in the same time zone, so have a wonderful evening. <laughs> right. And we will be in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. And, and we're, we're back. back. Wow, nailed it. I know. <laughs> thank you so much, Red and Jay, for coming out to, on sharing your story on the show. We love talking to you, and we're so excited to get this story out there as well. Yeah, I would just echo that. And it's it's been a wild year. You've 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 effectively started non-monogamy in the world's most difficult year. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say ever. I would definitely say of our generation. <laughs> yeah, maybe of our generation. I think I don't. I, I think, think times I, have been harder in yes, the past. <laughs> yes, I would. I would agree with that. I don't say. I wouldn't say ever. <laughs> but we're pretty self-centered here. So, <laughs> at least at least of our generation of yeah. our lifetimes. So we uh, hope it's easier from here on out. Yes. Less, less COVID-y. Yes. Less pandemic-y. Hopefully. And maybe we'll get to bring you back on the show and hear how it's going in a year or so. Yes. Uh, just a quick reminder to go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. There you will find out information about our Patreon community where you can sign up for that. Also information about our virtual meet and greets coming up in November and in the future. And also our in-person meet and greets. You can also contact us on our website and have a resources page. Lots of information and forgot to mention, there's a podcast show notes of every episode on our website as well. Including this one. Yes. So if you want to see pictures of what our guests look like, uh, including these ones, head over there and click on the podcast tab and you will be just delighted. Yeah. With tons of information. (laughs) All of the resources that we mentioned in this episode or that Red and Jay mentioned are listed there along with that whole STD check thing that you were bragging about in the intro. I was, wasn't I? You were. Because they have to be as awesome as us and they have to they earn were. that status. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how it works. Come on, people. Next, <laughs> next week, what do we got? I we think have we're going to do an interview. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. An interview with Allie and Michael. And I'm really excited about this one, too. Yeah. As always. It is fun. It's, it's a great story and we're excited for it. Even though maybe I don't sound excited, I am excited. What's happening is I'm looking out the window and it's starting to snow. And so throughout this entire recording, uh, I've been progressively getting more and more upset. Yeah, we're a little we're a little <laughs> bit uh, annoyed that it's starting to snow already. So what you're hearing in my voice is just pure sadness. <laughs> but you got to show excitement for the interview next week. I Yes, I am excited for the interview next week. Yeah. Not excited for the snow that's coming out of the sky. True. It'll be okay. I promise. All right. Okay. I think that's it. They've listened to us ramble enough. Yes. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.